Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. It's so good to see everyone here today in church. And for those joining us online, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome. My name is George, and I've been worshipping at Greyfriars with my wife Rachel and my sons Theodore and Gabriel. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about what it means to worship and expanding our horizons and perspective on what it means to truly worship Jesus in spirit and truth. We've talked about why we worship, where we worship, how we can model generosity, and today I'd like to share a few insights on broadening your perspective on how we can truly worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. So let me pray for us as we begin. Spirit of the living God, I just pray that you fall afresh on us. Open the eyes of our heart to worship Jesus in spirit and truth. Open our minds, Lord, to your perspective and your news so we can walk in the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. So today I'd like to start off by saying that in order to truly live a life of worship, a life where you worship Jesus in spirit and truth, you have to have a radically different way of living than what the world is asking us to live. You cannot separate your way of life and your way of true worship of Jesus in spirit and truth. In fact, they are both so intertwined that you can't honestly say that you worship Jesus by singing and praising and you live a life that is not walking humbly, loving mercy and acting justly. I'd like to unpack these two verses we read to worship and live in accordance with the Spirit and to truly live our lives as Jesus has asked us to live. The first foundational stone in order to worship Jesus in spirit and truth starts with humility. Sorry, Peter. I just... There you go. Don't put it on me. How's that? Is that no, better? first aspect of worshiping Jesus in spirit and truth is to walk humbly. And why is that very important? Because there are numerous examples in the Bible that talks about how we have to come to Jesus with a heart that is full of humility. In Micah 8, we are reminded, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with our God. O mortal, let us not forget that when we come before Christ, we are coming as humans created in Christ's image, and Christ is asking us to walk humbly. In fact, I'd like to propose something which is radically different, which is if you want to worship Jesus in spirit and truth, you have to start first by walking humbly. 
then loving mercy and acting justly. And how humility is that first foundational stone that we all have to strive in order to worship Jesus in spirit and truth. Now we read from Micah 8 how it's important to walk humbly with our God. I know Christmas has just passed as a month ago, but the joy of Christmas, that amazing news, which is that Christ came to this earth because he loved us so much, was so universe shattering that God decided to announce that great news to a group of people who were the lowly and marginalized in society. He announced the great news to shepherds who had a heart of humility. They received the most amazing news one could ever get. And because they had humble hearts, they received the word of God and worshiped Jesus immediately. Humility is so powerful that if you have a humble heart, and walk humbly with your God, you receive the good news and you worship Jesus immediately. Now, when you walk humbly before your God, you have an unfettered heart of worship towards Jesus. The shepherds did not question this good news. They just humbly received it and worshiped Jesus. Now, as we walk humbly with our God, the Holy Spirit can thrive within our hearts. Our hearts are malleable. Our hearts are fertile to the Word of God as we walk humbly with Him. And when the Holy Spirit lives in us and we walk humbly with Jesus, we are able to walk in the light. We are able to worship Jesus in spirit and truth. Our hearts start to produce the fruits of the Spirit because we are humble and we listen to the voice of God. And as we start to do that, we know when David spoke about the woman in Sakar in John 4.13, it says, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. The water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So when you walk humbly with Jesus and you worship him in spirit and truth, you're walking in the light. You're letting the spirit overflow in you as you walk humbly with Christ. Now, we all know that the opposite of humility is pride. And there are enough verses in the Bible, in the Old and New Testament, that tells us that God actually detests pride. In fact, a heart that's full of pride is nowhere near God. In fact, a heart that's full of pride is walking in darkness. And that is what Jesus clearly gives us a stark warning not to do. In fact, in Luke 19, as we were reading in 41 and 44, it says that it is hidden from your eyes because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. In fact, it's so stark that Jesus is saying, watch out, walk humbly with me so you can worship me in spirit and truth. In fact, walk humbly with me so you can walk in the light. Otherwise, you will be walking in darkness. You will be living in darkness. That stark warning is enough for us to say, if we truly want to worship Jesus in spirit and truth, we have to walk humbly with him 
so we can walk in the light with Jesus Christ. And a heart of worship and radical living starts with us walking humbly with Christ. So how do we make sure that we avoid the traps of pride so that we are actually walking in the light and not in darkness? How do we avoid what I would call the visible and invisible signs of pride in our lives so that we can truly worship Jesus in spirit and truth and walk in the light? In the next slide, what I'd like to do is propose two questions to us. And my hope is that you reflect on these two questions later on tonight when you have a few minutes. If we truly worship Jesus and say that we do not want to be prideful in our hearts, then we need to ask ourselves two questions. What are your visible and invisible signs of pride? How can you take action on those signs to walk humbly with God? I know it's going to get very personal and a bit uncomfortable, but if we truly say we want to walk in the light with Jesus and worship him in spirit and truth, we have to walk humbly. So how do we understand what are our visible and invisible signs of pride and how can we pray about this so that Jesus can help us to walk in the light? And I'd like to encourage each and everyone here today and those who are watching online, please take a few minutes to ask yourself these honest questions and ask the Holy Spirit to help you walk humbly with God. Now, I have many areas of pride in my life, and I'm the first to own that. And one of them is finding it very hard to ask people for help. I feel that God has given me enough wisdom and determination to go and do lots of things by myself. Yet, I know that if only I ask people for help, it will enrich my experience of living in community. Christ has called us to live with each other in community, to ask for help when we need to. So that's an invisible area of pride in my life that I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me deal with because I want to walk in the light and truly worship Jesus in spirit and truth. Now, as we walk humbly with our God, the Holy Spirit helps us to tackle areas of pride it helps us to produce fruits of the Spirit, and we then start to truly overflow with mercy. When the Holy Spirit works inside of me, I know that refinement is happening. Whether I like it or not, the Holy Spirit will start refining the dark areas of our heart because the Spirit wants us to walk in the light. The Spirit wants us to walk humbly. The Spirit wants us to love mercy. Now, why is it important to love mercy? Not just like mercy, but to love mercy. In Psalm 103.8, it says so clearly, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in compassion and forgiveness. Now, I don't know about you, but that is so motivating to read that psalm and say that our God is abounding in compassion and loving mercy towards us. In Romans 5.8, whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. His mercy and love for us knows no bounds. When we walk humbly with Jesus, we are walking in the light. 
The Spirit lives in us. We are worshiping Jesus in spirit and truth. The Spirit abounds in us to show loving mercy and kindness to people around us. And the model is Jesus Christ. While we were still sinners, he died for us because of the loving mercy and kindness of Jesus and God our Father. So, dear friends, as we truly worship Jesus in spirit and truth and walk in the light, we have to abound in loving mercy and kindness towards everyone around us. I'd like to now challenge you with two questions on the next slide that really starts to encourage us to love mercy and abound with overflowing kindness to people around us. Now, I'm sure everyone in this congregation knows of someone who's very hard to deal with, someone who's a bit tricky to talk to. Now, think of that someone later on tonight who is difficult to talk to. What would you say to them and how would you act with them so you can abound in mercy and loving kindness towards them? That person deserves your loving kindness and mercy, even though it might be very hard for you to deal with them. How are you going to show that to them? Who in your home or neighborhood is crying out for mercy? Who is silent but suffering and needs our mercy? How can we show that to them? Now, this is another very challenging subject. And I have to share with all of you that one of the most challenging relationships I have is with my father. Yet, I know that if I'm truly walking in the light and worshiping Jesus in spirit and truth, I have to abound in loving kindness and mercy towards him. And the Spirit is helping me to take those baby steps to show loving kindness and mercy towards him. So if there is someone in your life who is hard to talk to or have a relationship with, I would challenge you today to pray in the Spirit on how you can love them mercifully. In fact, abound in mercy so that mercy flows like a rushing river towards them. And then you start worshiping Jesus in spirit and truth because your heart is humble and you love mercy and you're walking in the light. And as we walk humbly and love mercy, the spirit of God also helps us to act justly. This is a process, dear friends, that we all go through in our lives. Coming to Jesus, truly wanting to worship him in spirit and truth and saying it has to start with humble hearts. Lord, let me then abound in mercy. And because of the way you have lived, Jesus Christ, let me also act justly. The life of Jesus shows that we need to love, walk humbly, love mercy and act justly. Jesus walked humbly by obeying the will of the Father. Jesus showed immense mercy to us. While we were still sinners, he died on the cross for us. And because those two components were so intertwined with his life and his worship, 
he performed the greatest act of justice we could ever see in this world, which is to die on the cross for us. And that act of justice is radically different from what the world tells us. The world's definition of justice is as follows. Justice is the establishment or determination of rights according to the rules of law or equity or fairness. So you give unto someone based on their equity or fairness of the rule of the law. If that is the case, dear friends, I would not be standing here today. Because if Jesus had dealt with me according to the way I behave and act and think, I would not be here today saying that unless Jesus had died for me, I cannot be justified with the Father. Jesus died on the cross through the greatest act of justice so we could forever have a relationship with our Father in heaven. And if that is the model of justice that we are called to live, then my question to you, dear friends, in the next slide is, how can we start acting justly through baby steps towards immediate family, neighbors, friends, and our wider community? How can we take small steps of justice, justice as defined by Jesus' love, humility, and his heart of servanthood and abounding in kindness? When you have these ingredients in your heart, you cannot do anything but act justly. When you walk with Jesus in the light, you walk humbly, you love mercy, and you start acting justly. So my prayer today, dear friends, is that we start thinking about these questions around how do we walk humbly? How do we love mercy even to those who are so hard to do that with? And how do we act justly in small but measurable steps to truly walk in the light? And as I bring this sermon to a close, I'd like to encourage us once again to say that we should be worshiping Jesus in spirit and truth. That is what he's called us to do. We should be walking in the light. And in order to do that, we need to broaden our perspective of worship, which is starting with a humble heart, loving mercy, let it abound in our hearts, and acting justly to everyone around us, starting with family and then to our wider community. And this is my hope and prayer that as we do this, we walk in the light, we worship Jesus in spirit and truth, and our lives is a true reflection of our worship towards Christ. It is deeply intertwined. It is deeply connected. So as I close, let me close this in prayer. Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much that we can rely on you to worship Jesus in spirit and truth. Change our hearts, Holy Spirit, to walk humbly with our God. And as we start to do that, help us to love mercy. Let mercy overflow from our hearts. And as we do and act with mercy and kindness, Lord, help us to act justly according to your will and your ways so that we can truly walk in the light and truly worship you in spirit and truth. I pray all this in the resurrected name of Jesus Christ. Amen.